Hi, welcome to the Happy in Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Arnold. I'm an expert certified coach and a physician mom. I help women physicians go from burnout to happy in medicine. Let's get started. Today we're talking what to do when you don't have any data. Brains love data, evidence, and proof. Before we try anything new, the brain wants guarantees it's going to work. Data that assures a win, proof of success, evidence, numbers, lots of examples. Before you apply to med school, you might have looked up the average MCAT scores of your number one choice. You might have investigated how many extracurricular activities do these students do? What percent are doing research? This was your brain looking for data, evidence, and proof that you would be a good fit. Makes so much sense. The brain is always trying to help us get where we want to go. And when we find that our particular data matches the data or profile of our top choice school, then we're a little more reassured. We're a little less afraid. This is exactly what the brain's job is to do. It's designed to protect us from failure, keep us safe, and help us get what we want. So of course, our brain loves data, evidence, and proof. Here's where the problem arises. When you have no data, proof, or evidence. What do you do then? It's a good question to ask. Because if you're going to be doing big things in the world, you're going to be building things that have never been done before. This is the first time you've ever tried something. You won't have any data, proof, or evidence. Remember, before you learned to drive, you didn't have any data on if you were good driving a driver or not. Before you started your job, you had no evidence that you were going to be good at it. Before you had your first baby, you didn't know what it was like to be a mom. So what do you do when you find yourself in the spot where you have no data? This is a lovely idea that I am borrowing or highlighting here from Bob Proctor, who points out when we have no data, we can either drop into fear or faith. Both fear and faith require an absence of data. In the absence of data, you can either be afraid that you can't do something or you can have faith that you can't. You just get to choose. It's always your choice. Neither decision is wrong. Both fear and faith can be helpful. For example, fear can be helpful. It prompts us to develop plans, brainstorm solutions, ask for help, get coaching, focus our thinking. In this way, in fact, fear can be very helpful. It can lead us to our goal. It can lead us to calm by inspiring our actions to help repair and take care of ourselves and get closer to our goals. Now, we don't want to be in fear 24-7. It's a very stressful place to be. It's a high alertness. It drains our executive function. It's physically and emotionally taxing. And when we decide we want to create some ease for ourselves, we can decide to offer ourselves something else, like faith. Faith in ourselves. Faith in our abilities faith in our goals, faith in our ability to accomplish big things. Similar to fear, faith is helpful too, right? It feels so good to believe in ourselves, to believe in possibility, to create from that space of possibility, to create that internal certainty in ourselves and our future, to problem solve at the highest level, to come up with really brilliant solutions. Faith feels amazing. And just like fear, it's a feeling that will not be around 24-7. It's a temporary feeling. It wouldn't be useful to be in it 24-7. Imagine if you had 100% faith in everything at all times. You might not be as alert while you're driving. You might be more likely to get in a life-threatening car accident. 
you might not prepare as much for the exam because you might, and it might make you more likely to fail. You might not read this recipe very carefully. Instead, add sugar instead of salt. I do this all the time. (laughs) The point is this, in the absence of data, know that your brain will default into fear. That's what it's supposed to do. It's how it's designed. Nothing has gone wrong. It's perfectly normal. Expect it. Fear can be helpful. And so can faith. Faith is also available by bringing your your brain back into belief in you. Remembering that by definition, belief requires no data. You just decide to believe in yourself. It's just a decision you make and then you do. This is a muscle that grows every time you exercise it. And it's a huge focus of my coaching program is we're exercising this ability to believe in yourself. And as you believe in yourself, you start creating data and that supports the belief. No data, the absence of data actually could be a fact. You just get to decide what you're going to feel by, about this fact. You get to pick your feelings on purpose by picking the thoughts you want to direct your brain to. We just get to direct our brain to what we want to feel on purpose. When we think no data means we're for sure going to fail, we're going to have fear. When we think no data equals possibility, and we're going to create something new, we're not limited by anything. There's nothing we need to compare ourselves to, no history to restrict us. We might feel hope, excitement, faith. Neither is wrong. Both are helpful. You just get to choose where you direct your mind. I'm going to show you a story. I went to Australia recently. It was the trip of a lifetime. I had an amazing time. The leg of the trip to get there, tiny bit stressful. We are, we have had so many storms in Denver this summer, and our flight was delayed by 90 minutes, which gave us 10 minutes to get off a fully packed plane, run across LAX, and catch our next connection. Can you imagine? I had a lot of fear. I am not going to make this. I had zero evidence that we could make it. I was full of stories from my friends who ran up to a connection flight when the doors were closed and they had to get rebooked. My fear was pretty useful. It had me organize my bags, get everything ready, as opposed to hearing the ding and then organizing my bags. No, no, no. I organized my bags right away. I told people around me, listen, I have a connection. It's tight. I'm going to try to get out. I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to make my connection. I told the flight attendants, hey, can you help us? We're trying to get out. We have 10 minutes to catch this next flight so that they can make an announcement. And, and they actually did say, if you have a 10-minute connection, please get up now. If you don't, please sit down. The, the fear was so useful to get me to my next flight. Now, there were times in this adventure where the fear I started sensing wasn't useful. I was standing in the plane. There were 30 people ahead of me. None of them seemed to be in a rush. (laughs) And we're all doing our best to exit. My body is stationary and my mind is like a hurricane. And I know this feeling very, very well. It's what precedes a migraine. And as soon as I get a migraine, everything shuts down. It hurts to breathe. I have to work. I have to wear sunglasses. It's horrible. So I could feel the mega doses of fear causing my brain to really spin out and cause intense emotion. And there was a nowhere to go. There were 30 people ahead of me with big bags, no particular rush, right? Between me and my LAX flight. So in that moment where the fear stopped being useful, I offered my brain faith. I remind myself, I'm doing everything I possibly can. I'm going as fast as I possibly can. 
everything's on track. We've alerted the flight attendants. We have our bags. They've communicated to our next flight. I have never missed an international flight. I don't have evidence that I personally will miss this. I can just choose to decide to have faith in me, my abilities, and this connection. I started feeling my brain like slow down. I had that feeling I was about to have a migraine started to dissipate. I could focus a little more clearly. And that faith helped me be calm enough to take those next steps. And I made the flight and it was a trip of a lifetime. So next time you find yourself having no data, this happens quite a bit. If you're doing new things and you're a visionary, you will be doing new things all the time. This will be a common occurrence for you. You have the option to slow it way down. Know that your brain will jump to fear because that's what a brilliant normal brain does. Not a problem. Super helpful. Allow the fear to direct your brain to effective planning and execution. And also offer your brain faith, faith in you, your ability, your goal. You can get this done. You have everything you need to do. You might be asking, well, I could I always be in faith? That sounds amazing. Listen, no, no, for sure. No, for sure. You will not always be in faith, right? Not a problem. Just like you won't be in fear forever. Also a temporary feeling, no feeling lasts forever. And that's kind of an amazing thing. So when you're in an intense emotion, you can remind yourself, okay, this is intense and this is temporary. None of these feelings are wrong. In my program, I teach you a combination of coaching skills, cognitive behavioral therapy, clinical psychology, somatic healing. We have a lot of modalities to help you release these intense feelings. But just for the podcast, know that both fear and faith rely on the absence of data. Both fear and faith can be useful. Both fear and faith can bring you closer to you. And that is the ultimate win. For more on being more you everywhere you go, make sure you enroll or schedule your free consultation by going to Christina Arnold Coaching. That's all one word, Christina with a C-H, ChristinaArnoldCoaching.com. On the consultation, we'll go over your specific situation, outline a winning plan, look at the results you can expect in my program, and answer all your questions through a neutral space. No pressure ever. So you can go right now to ChristinaArnoldCoaching.com. And if you're interested on in being on our weekly email list where we send out weekly messages, a link to the podcast and let you know of any trainings coming up. All you have to do is enter your email at christinearnoldcoaching.com slash email. Head on over to christinearnoldcoaching.com slash email. Enter your email today and stay a little more connected. See you next time. Remember you're right where you're supposed to be, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing at the exact right rate. So is everyone else. Bye everyone. Have a beautiful week.